is Triple H on 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Now each week uh, we bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. Look, we might be hearing from an Australian who's starting a school in Uganda or another Australian running an orphanage over in Ethiopia. Closer to home we might focus on running a food bank in suburban Sydney, taking disabled children on a jumbo joy flight or in recognising somebody in the community who's gone over and above the call earning themselves a Pride of Workmanship Award. Now, we call the programme Rotary Matters because, as you'll find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Now, while many active Rotarians, to be honest, are age 50 and above, this is a demographic which doesn't always appeal to younger people. People who share Rotary's core values, aims and intentions, but would rather contribute in other but nonetheless very meaningful ways. And it's this desire to contribute and their passion for Rotary goals that has led to the formation just three months ago of what's called the Rotary Social Impact Network. It's a new network aimed at 24 to 40-year-olds dedicated to creating positive change within the community and tracking the impact of what they do. So, unlike traditional Rotary clubs, there's no formal weekly meeting, no ritual traditions, no obligation to meet face-to-face. But this doesn't stop them from making a very worthwhile contribution, which they do by using media most familiar to them, such as Microsoft Teams, which actually is at the heart of the Rotary Social Impact Network. Equally significant is that they measure the impact of what they do systematically and creatively, as you're going to be hearing soon. It's pioneering, it's mould-breaking, it's ambitious, but showing some very green shoots which may well become the way that Rotary develops in the future. It's a great story and I was keen to, to find out more. So I spoke yesterday with the president of the Rotary Social Impact Network, the very vivacious Rebecca Fry. But look, if you're just joining us for the first time, let me um, give you a quick refresher um, about Rotary. Um, it's a worldwide organisation set up over 100 years ago to foster the idea of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries. So it's relatively large. Here in Australia we've got 26,000 Rotarians 1,100 clubs and over in New Zealand there's another 256 clubs. Now most clubs meet once a week and they devote their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you're going to find Rotarians fighting diseases like polio and malaria, uh, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies, promoting peace and supporting the environment. Locally, you might run into a Rotarian delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You may meet a student here on exchange from overseas, attending a local school and staying with a local family. Or Rotarians running a fundraising event focused on sending soap uh, to third world countries. As I said a few months ago, we're talking today with Rebecca Fry, president of a new Rotary initiative aimed at 24 to 40-year-olds. It's the Rotary Social Impact Network. This is Ian Stewart. This is Triple H 100.1 FM, and this programme is called Rotary Matters. So welcome back. Uh, today we're going to be meeting Rebecca Fry to tell us about the newly formed Rotary Social Impact Network. It's fascinating what it is, what it does, and why it's actually such a timely development. I spoke uh, yesterday uh, by Zoom with Rebecca Fry. <laughs> okay, Rebecca Fry, um, the Rotary Social Impact Network. Very intriguing title. 
give us a bit of background. Why did you feel there was a need for this new variation on Rotary? Thanks, Anne. Great question, uh, because I was uh, up until recently a member of another uh, Rotary Club, the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley, and I was happy uh, as a Rotarian in that club. Um, but it came to my attention uh, in February last year that there were a number of Rotaractors uh, who were engaged and keen to join Rotary, but hadn't been able to find a place within the Rotary family. Historically, only 5% of Rotaractors transition to Rotary and only 5% of Rotary's membership is under 40. So there's clearly a, an opportunity uh, for Rotary to tap into the millennial market. So just let me stop for a moment there. You mentioned you were a member of an e-club. What exactly is an e-club as opposed to a traditional Rotary club? So an e-club is uh, very similar to a traditional club, except that they meet online. So they'll take a lot of the usual components of a Rotary meeting, such as a guest speaker, and generally they will have weekly meetings, um, community announcements. Uh, often they might do either online sergeant-at-arms or happy coins sessions. Um, so our e-club uh, actually was an online blog. Uh, so that meant it was asynchronous and members could participate in the meeting at any time that suited them. Uh, however, as mentioned, it, it was essentially a traditional uh, rotary meeting in the format of a, of a blog, if you can visualise that. Yeah. So you wanted, you wanted to break the mould and do something fresh, targeted at the demographic that you felt was somewhere between the Rotaract and the Rot Rotarian. And so um, what are the sort of activities that the Social Impact Network gets up to, Beck Fry? Yeah, so to set the scene, Rotaractors or one of the barriers for Rotaractors and young people in joining Rotary is generally the generally they'll say it's the investment of time and the, the financial cost. So we needed to develop a model that was low cost uh, and also look at how we could most efficiently and effectively use their time. So we wanted to create initiatives that were uh, low cost and had a low financial impact, uh, sorry, a low financial investment, but a high social impact. We have specifically looked at uh, therefore removing weekly meetings. So weekly meetings are generally for information sharing and instead we have an online platform where members can engage 24-7 uh, through Microsoft Teams. We then run a series of channels in the Microsoft Teams platform right across social impact, leadership and social networking. And members can pick and choose the areas that they're particularly interested in to engage in the activities in that space. An example would be that we have, so we have four focus areas in our social impact space, which are disaster relief, youth, Indigenous affairs, and environmental sustainability. And so we run projects and events focused on 
those focus areas or centered around those focus areas. Um, an example would be that uh, when the bushfires hit Australia earlier this year, we were keen to look at how we could have a positive impact on the affected communities. Many communities were indicating that what they really needed was funds. However, as a young Rotary Club, uh, funding and fundraising uh, was not particularly a strength of ours. So what we did instead the Australian Red Cross was looking for donations of product for their thrift stores and retail stores to sell that product on so that they could raise funds for affected communities. And so we ran what we called an op shop hop where all of our members and friends and family uh, cleaned out their wardrobes, donated their product to the retail stores and we specifically measured that impact. So we had over 80 bags donated, uh, which attributed to almost $7,000 in value that was created for the Australian Red Cross. I like that. I like that very. I like the way that you're putting a value on it, a dollar value on the on the social work that you're doing. So that was terrific. 80 bags of clothing gathered from your community, given to Red Cross, which they could then sell and raise money that they would use to um, support the bushfire relief. What what a what a smart yeah. smart thinking that is. Thank you. And I mean, an additional element that we did as well was then encourage our uh, members and family and friends to then shop at the at said retail stores <laughs> so that they could replace their wardrobes, thereby providing further funding to the community. So it's all about thinking how we can think innovatively and use our uh, skills and experience uh, to create a meaningful social impact in different and novel ways. So you were fundraising, but you did, it was a sort of a de facto fundraising. It wasn't the overt fundraising that we are familiar with, with people in a tin rattling in the street. This was an indirect way, but equally effective way of uh, supporting the bushfire relief. Yes, and to your point, had we focused purely on doing a fundraising event, particularly at our early stage, I have no doubt that we wouldn't have hit almost $7,000. So it was a way for us to generate more value uh, in a way that was uh, simple and effective and scalable. So supposing I was a member of the Rotary Social Impact Network and was interested in the youth-focused portfolio that you mentioned in your list at the beginning, what sort of thing might I get up to? Yeah, so we're in the process at the moment of brainstorming all of our focus areas. What we're looking at is a series of awareness campaigns um, as well as online projects, a kind of a signature project for each focus area. There's a number of ideas that have been thrown around in uh, the youth space, uh, such as whether we could hold an online hackathon, uh, whether we could create an online uh, interact club uh, to partner with, um, and similarly, whether we can create online value for our youth pro programs as well. So just back up a minute, uh, a hackathon, what, does that, um, what sort of shape does that take? 
Yeah, so generally when you have a hackathon, you have a series or a single problem uh, that is posed to the participants of, of the hackathon and they will have a specific amount of time. So it might usually it's over a weekend where they will then work in teams to solve that problem and present their solutions uh, to, to the hosts of the hackathon. Uh, they can be anything from hypothetical scenarios or corporates also or, and nonprofit organizations also run hackathons in order to find social impact solutions or solutions to their business. So it's not, not, not necessarily anything to do with raising money. It's more coming up with creative solutions using the intellectual firepower of the participants in the hackathon who um, yeah. subscribe to the Rotary Social Impact Network um, ideas, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. We have a few members who have been involved in hackathons uh, before, uh, including one of our members who's an innovation fellow at Stanford University. And so we're looking at leveraging their expertise in their previous participation uh, to not only uh, build our brand around an innovative Rotary event, but also look towards uh, creative solutions for social impact uh, problems. So, Beck Fry, you mentioned earlier also under the youth um, portfolio, uh, relationships with an Interact Club. Can you just explain to our listeners what is an Interact Club? We've heard Rotaract, we've heard Rotary. What is an Interact Club? So an Interact Club is essentially a community service organisation for high school students. Right. They are sponsored by a Rotary Club. They are often based in schools, but not always. Um, and so essentially they will participate in fundraising and volunteering uh, with the support of their school environment. So uh, almost if we look at the Rotary journey, uh, so a participant could go from uh, Interact and then once they finish school could head into Rotaract and then once they're ready, join uh, Rotary more formally. So this is uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart. This program is Rotary Matters, and we've been listening to Rebecca Fry, the president of the Rotary Social Impact Network. There'll be more to hear from Rebecca soon. Well, take good care of my baby. Bobby V, they're inviting you to take good care of his baby. This is Triple H 100.1 FM. The programme is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. And um, if you've just joined us, let me point out that what Rotary Matters is trying to do is to put the spotlight onto the world of Rotary, some of the projects and activities that they do. And today we're talking with, with Rebecca Fry from the Rotary Social Impact Network. And we rejoin the conversation uh, we did this by Zoom yesterday, by the way, where I asked Rebecca to explain the Rotary Sim Social Impact Network's approach to environmental sustainability. And, uh, earlier on, the idea of environmental impact as, as a focus area. Um, again, coming into the Social Impact Network, what might I be thinking about under that heading? Yeah, so uh, environmental sustainability is an area that we've been able to flesh out a bit further, uh, which has been great. Rotary recently announced uh, environmental sustainability or supporting the environment as a seventh area of focus. Um, and it's perfect timing because we're just launching a campaign for Plastic Free July. And um, what we're doing in that space is encouraging all of our members uh, to make a pledge and make changes in their life that are more environmentally friendly, whether it's 
reducing their daily coffee and using a keep cup instead, reducing their use of plastic bags, plastic straws. Uh, for me, I have now invested in a soda stream uh, so that I'm no longer purchasing bottles of sparkling water uh, while I'm out. Um, so we're doing a huge awareness campaign trying to encourage as many people to make positive environmental changes in their daily lives as possible and sustainable changes. So not just for July, but once July is finished, hopefully things that they can continue to employ we just launched our social media campaign and the we just launched our social media campaign which includes a calendar with over 30 different ideas on how you can positively change your life. Um, we have just launched our uh, social media campaign, which has over 30 ideas on how you can change your lifestyle. And within less than 24 hours, the post has already been shared almost 50 times. So, I mean, there's no way you can put a dollar value on this, is the Beck Fry? Oh, great question. So we are very conscious about actually measuring our impact. So we've been discussing how we're going to measure our impact for this particular initiative. We've currently circulated a survey to our members to capture their current level of plastic use. And we're looking to then measure at the end of the month, the changes that they've made and therefore what the impact will be from a reduction in plastic uh, over the course of uh, their life going forward. So presumably you want your members to do this, but also your members' families and friends to adopt the Plastic Free July um, idea as well. Yes, that's correct. With all of our initiatives, we try to look at how we can scale them beyond our membership. So how we can engage friends of our Rotary Social Impact Network and also our family members and those in the general community who may have seen Rotary before but haven't necessarily uh, looked towards joining a club um, and perhaps we might pique their interest so that they uh, can see we're doing things differently and they might want to get involved in the future. We're talking on Rotary Matters uh, today with uh, Rebecca Fry who runs a fascinating um, concept. It's the Rotary Social Impact Network, targeting a demographic uh, younger than the traditional Rotarian that you would find, but doing some extraordinarily valuable work within the community, as we've been hearing. Uh, Beck, um, what is the uh, governance structure of the uh, Rotary Social Impact Network? I mean, do you have a, a president and a treasurer and a secretary in the conventional way, or is there some other way that you're uh, g governing your affairs? Yes. So being a Rotary Club, we're still bound by Rotary's code of policies and we have implemented a, a, a slim or lean governance structure. So we have a president, a vice president, a treasurer and a secretary. We've tried to keep things quite lean so that we can be nimble and adaptive and also allowing our members to really focus on service rather than club governance while they have while they continue to have full transparency around the uh, while they continue to have full transparency around the running of the club. We then have a series of uh, committee chairs for each of our social impact areas. And again, uh, that's then really trying to free them up to focus on our projects and focus on our events um, rather than being 
uh, weighed down by club administration, which is sometimes seen and I've experienced even in Rotaract. So you mentioned Rotaract just then. Do people have to be a Rotaractor first before they join your uh, social impact network? Uh, great question, Ian. So, uh, no, our members don't have to be a Rotaractor prior to joining the Rotary Social Impact Network. Um, however, I'm pleased to say that we've enhanced uh, the traditional uh, value or the typical value of 5% conversion from Rotaract to Rotary up to 87%. Wow. So 87% of our members are either current or past Rotaractors, um, and 90, 97% of them um, have been involved in other uh, Rotary youth activities um, or including Rotaract. And other youth activities might be the Rotary Youth Leadership Awards or the Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment or National Youth Science Forum all of which are targeted at youth and, and supported and sponsored through Rotary Clubs. So some of them will have come through those sort of routes and have found you. Yes, that's correct. And many of them uh, also have multi-channels. So they may have been a participant of the National Youth Science Forum and a Rotaractor and are now joining uh, the Rotary Social Impact Network. So like I said, 97% um, of our members have participated in a Rotary Youth Program. And uh, we have five members who have been involved in NYSF, um, a significant number who've uh, been on MUNA, and then uh, I think nearly all of our members have been on RILA or RIFEN uh, at some stage, nearly all. Excellent. So I love the way that you quantify everything back. Um, and uh, this is a terrific example to the rest of us. What would a successful um, social impact network look like? Um, I mean, thinking ahead, is it the numbers of members that you have or is it the value uh, in dollar terms of the impact that you had or uh, are you measuring it in some other way? Just looking, looking into the future, um, what, would mm -hmm. that, what might that look like? Yeah, so our key metric will be around our members' engagement within Rotary. So essentially our model looks to personalize the essentially our model looks to personalize the rotary experience so understanding what it is that our members want to get and uh, give to rotary and ensure that they can achieve their personal and professional goals we're definitely focusing over on quality over quantity, um, but funnily enough, when you do that, you start to attract uh, people to your organisation uh, as well. We have a controlled growth strategy when it comes to members. So we've currently capped our membership at 31 members. We want to ensure that all of our members are onboarded and engaged and we're then looking to open up our membership again uh, come most likely August. So if, if you join, you're expected to jump in pretty much straight away into one of these areas of focus and uh, roll up your sleeves and get on with it, yeah? Yeah, so our application uh, form asks our members what do they want to give uh, to their local communities and the Rotary Social Impact Network, but importantly, what they want to get out of being involved as well. Um, we also recognise, though, that a number of our members are involved in 
community service outside and beyond our club and we want to encourage that. So where we have members who are actively engaged in running some of these district youth programs, for example, we want them to have a home within Rotary without actually feeling the pressure um, of club fundraising and club volunteering events as well. So if they're already an active volunteer in the community, um, then uh, we're, we're happy to encourage and, and essentially promote that. Um, for those who are looking for the opportunity to volunteer and give back, uh, yeah, we really want to see them then engaged in the uh, impact space. Look, it's such a good idea, such a smart idea um, for everybody in the community. Is there a counterpart to your social impact network in other countries? Um, not that we're aware of. Um, we are quite unique in our approach. Um, originally, we were looking at emulating the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. Um, and then over the 12 month journey from idea to inception, it evolved into something quite unique uh, that we're really proud of. The hope is that uh, we hope that people can uh, see the uh, framework that we have. Um, we're very happy for people to emulate it in other regions if that works best for them. Um, but we do actually have global membership ourselves. So our members currently come from uh, four continents, six countries, and they represent 15 Rotary districts from around the world. Okay, so it's already got an international component to it. Okay, if somebody wanted to find out any more about this, do you have a website or a Facebook page that people can uh, click onto? Yes, uh, the best place to find more information is our Facebook page, the Rotary Social Impact Network. Uh, we also have a Friends of the Rotary Social Impact Network Facebook group uh, for people who are interested in potential membership. Uh, and we have uh, almost 300 members in that Facebook group at the moment. Excellent. Well, I, again, I, I congratulate you. It seems a wonderful idea, very timely. Um, is COVID impacting your activities at the moment? Being fully online, uh, we are not impacted at all by COVID, uh, which has been quite fascinating in terms of uh, enabling. COVID has helped other Rotarians to understand how our model works and the value of our model. Prior to COVID, it, it was sometimes difficult for Rotarians to visualise a Rotary experience that was online and outside the traditional realms. However, with other Rotary clubs needing to transition to online models, they're starting to appreciate how service can be achieved uh, without meeting face-to-face -face, uh, and meeting weekly. Well, um, a typical example would be the Rotary clubs that are meeting weekly now, but doing it all virtually uh, using uh, facilities like Zoom. So it, it perhaps has been a bit of a, an eye-opener for, for many people within the community. Beck Fry, thank you very much indeed for your time today. It's been lovely to talk to you. Wishing you every success with the Rotary Social Impact Network. I hope we've stirred up some interest for you. And um, I'd love to revisit this conversation um, later in the year or maybe in 12 months time and find out um, how it's all been tracking and, and the social impact that you have succeeded in, in engendering. So well done. Thank you so much, Ian. I appreciate the opportunity. Wasn't that a good story? I hope you enjoyed listening to Rebecca Fry about the Rotary Social Impact Network. This is Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart. This show is Rotary Matters.